and welcome to the Diction Police. I'm your host, Ellen Rissinger, an American vocal coach accompanist on the music staff of the Zemperoper in Dresden, Germany. In episode 12, we'll be discussing German diction with tenor Mirko Roszkowski and Zemperoper coach Clemens Posselt. Our texts are Im wunderschönen Monat Mai and O du mein holder Abendstern, and we focus on the consonant combination NG, whose phonetic letter is N with a little tail to the right, uh, SP at the beginnings of words, and a few regular inseparable prefixes. We've talked a lot about German separable prefixes, which are those prefixes that can be separated from the main verb and tacked on to the end of the sentence. So the infinitive zurückkommen becomes ich komme zurück. But there are also prefixes that are inseparable, that remain with the main verb, like be, as in bezahlen, which means to pay, emp, empfehlen, to recommend, ent, entscheiden, to decide, er, erzählen, to tell, ver, verlangen, to desire, and zer, zerstören, to destroy. As you can tell, I've lost my voice really badly this week. We had a very fun Falstaff staging rehearsal the other day with just the men, and I got to sing all the women's parts plus Falstaff in my favorite scene. So I loved it, but I obviously got a little carried away, and I woke up totally hoarse, so please forgive my frogginess. You can find texts for these songs through the links at the blog at thedictionpolice.com. Don't forget the the. Our first text is Im wunderschönen Monat Mai, the first song of the cycle Dichterliebe by Robert Schumann. The text is from Buch der Lieder by Heinrich Heine, a German poet from Dusseldorf. One thing that I didn't know until a few months ago, Heinrich Heine was given the name Harry at birth and was called that until he was in his late 20s. He was born into a Jewish family, but because of all the restrictions placed on Jews, he became baptized into the Lutheran church and took the name Heinrich. A few years later he moved to Paris for the remainder of his life, having grown tired of the censorship in Germany, and many of his later poems deal with his homesickness. Im wunderschönen Monat Mai, als alle Knospen sprangen, da ist in meinem Herzen die Liebe aufgegangen. Im wunderschönen Monat Mai, als alle Vögel sangen, da hab ich ihr gestanden, mein Sehnen und Verlangen. That was Mirko Roszkowski reading Im wunderschönen Monat Mai, the first song of the Dichterliebe. And again, we wanted to just, let's just start off talking about this ST, SH, T. Yeah, because I love it that much. I know you do. <laughs> I know you really wanted to talk about it. So yeah. we actually get an, a SH with a P at the beginning of a word in the first verse. Yeah. Uh, als alle Knospen sprangen. So a real so, P. Give me the P, yes. <laughs> so sprangen. We really got this real P with breath, with uh, with air in it. Yeah. P. It's and, an explosive sound. And it seems to be easier to do S-P-R, or that Sch-P-R, than it is to do S-T-R, I think. The Str Strafe, Sprache. It's both not easy. I'm, <laughs> it's really true. And I, I often have to concentrate on that when I, when I have to sing that. Yeah. Der Arme kann von Strafe sagen, denn seine Sprache ist dahin. 
So my God, it's not yes. easy, but it has to be there. Everything has to be there. It. And and another uh, phrase I had in uh, the Zigeuner one, what I really loved <laughs> because uh -huh. it's my topic here. Uh -huh. Dich stolze Spröde lass ich ziehen. So there's so much of this, <laughs> of this stuff. I'm sorry, <laughs> it's really That's hard. Fabulous. Yeah, we, we've got this sprangen here in the, in the second verse. And um, then in the third uh, verse of the second sunsets. The third line of the second verse. Thank you. There we are. Da habe ich ihr gestanden. There's again this T. And um, I, I, I insist on that because a lot, a lot of Germans don't know because they, they don't think about it. And, they, and it sounds like uh, a B gesprangen uh, mm -hmm. or um, a D in gestanden. No, it's really sprangen and standen. Let's talk about, okay, we have this sprangen with a very nice rolled R, yeah. but you also, I heard you rolling the R in her, Herzen. Yeah, right? it's, it's difficult. I come from Dortmund and we've, we've got a, a small dialect and even without this dialect it's not easy. This ER thing, mm -hmm. even with R's, we, we got problems with our R. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and in this case we've got in meinem Herzen, because this E is closed, mm -hmm. Herzen. And the R, I, I think it's even easier to roll it, because otherwise it can sound a bit like an A, Herzen, and this is this is the, dangerous. So it's much easier to say Herzen. So it's a closed E and the R rolled. Okay. This is, I think, the the best the best way to do it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Rather otherwise, than doing Herzen, Herzen, the the R is often not pronounced in in spoken language. It's right. um, it's the upside down A phonetic letter. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. If it is so, like like my first name, Mirko. Mm -hmm. So it's often pronounced without an R. Mirko. It's like a, a schwa loud. So it's Mirko. Yeah. So like here Herzen. But no, in uh, when when you sing it or um, on on stage when you when you say it, it's Herzen. Yeah. Okay, so we have that one, but what about uh, a prefix like verlangen? Oh yeah, it's <laughs> it's difficult because if you do, if you want to do it too good, you pronounce every every single um, uh, sound. It's wrong because it's not verlangen, but it's verlangen. It's like in Herzen, uh, in spoken language, you you'd say Herzen verlangen, ver, versprechen verlangen. And uh, on stage, or if I sing it, Einsehnen und Verlangen. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't roll the R in this case. We've got this the same wunderschönen Monat Mai, or the wonderful word Nimmermehr. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is uh, usually not rolled the R. Yeah. And while we're on this word Verlangen, we have this ng sound, and in English. We have the option of like, this is my pointer finger. So we would say g after mm. the ng sound. In German, the word for finger is what? Finger. So, so we don't get that hard g. No, we don't have it. Although, again, I love it. <laughs> finger. No, uh, we don't have it. And it's here, I know that, that a lot of um, voice coaches, they use um, scales on ng. Yeah. Mm. In, and you can you can you can try that in in, in this case a verlangen so it's it's really without the real sound of a g verlangen yeah Men. so it's only the opening from ng sound Men. 
And before we, we've got, got uh, sprangen, just the same. It's n. And oh my god, sangen. I didn't know we've got that so often in, yeah. <laughs> in German. Yeah, we exactly. have, uh, yeah, obviously, we have. Well, yeah. and it's also I find I hear people say zenger, and I I feel like people want to pronounce it better, so they try to say zenger, but it's not that. And we wouldn't say singer in English either. We would say we would call someone a singer. Yeah. So I think it's easy to remember if you just remember singer. Yeah, zenger. And please, one topic I really, it's, that is really important for me. Okay. And, and again, a lot of uh, even actors they do it wrong. Okay. Um, if there's an ng at the end of the word, yes. which is very often in case of ung. Yes. In, yeah. There's no g sound, no and no k sound. It is, it is as it is. It's um, and it's it the the word ends with this ng sound. Yeah. So. Um, I, I work with an with an actor in Ariadna of Naxos, and and he always said umvergebung, but that is wrong. I'm very sorry, that is wrong. It's umvergebung. We don't have an ung in this case. I we think. don't have it in this case, but it's a good thing to um, know. And but I, it's it's very often and um, yeah, it's a very it's a very normal uh, ending to make a word a noun. Yeah, exactly. And as it is so often. It's it's important to know that a word really can end on ng. Yeah, and exactly. doesn't need the k or whatever. Well, I have also heard recordings like old Wagner recordings where they do that sometimes. But it has always been wrong. Okay, <laughs> thought I'd wrong. double check that. And not wrong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just so you know, the line "Der Arme kann von Strafe, sa Strafe sagen." Then seine Sprache ist dahin is from the <laughs> quintet in the magic flute. Now Mirko said that the e in Herzen is closed. I think there he was just mixing up his words because according to Dudens it's an open e, and he very clearly says Herzen more open than Zinen, which is definitely a closed e. And he very clearly showed us the upside down a, Wunder, Nimmer, and as he said he didn't like in the example of his name. Mirko. But in the words verlangen and versprechen, Mirko said that the, the VER prefix should be pronounced phonetically as F followed by just the upside down A. But according to all my diction books, including Der Kleine High, it should be F, open E, and then the upside down A or a flipped R, just like the prefixes ER and ZER, like erzählen and zerreißen. I think the important thing to remember is that the prefix isn't stressed. So while the primary vowel is an open E, it's still a short syllable, mein Sehnen und Verlangen. And in modern German, we seldom hear the R at the end of those prefixes being flipped. It's much more common here to use that upside down A. Our second text is O du mein holder Abendstern von Richard Wagner's Tannhäuser. As with most of his operas, Wagner wrote the text himself, but he drew inspiration from Heinrich Heine's poem Elementargeister, E.T.A. Hoffmann's story The Singer's Contest, and Ludwig Tieck's story Faithful Eckhart and Tannhäuser. Because Clemens wasn't as comfortable with the English, I kind of flipped back and forth between German and English. I hope it's not too confusing. Clemens is from the Saxony region of Germany, which is the area around Dresden, and he was worried about having a Saxon accent, a Sächsische accent. 
but I think it's interesting to hear the different accents that people have in German. O oh, du mein holder Abendstern, wie Todesahnung, Dämmerung deckt die Lande, umhüllt das Tal mit schwärzlichem Gewande, der Seele, die nach jenen Höhen verlangt, vor ihrem Flug durch Nacht und Grausen bangt. Da scheinest du, o lieblichster der Sterne, dein sanftes Licht entsendest du der Ferne. Die nächtge Dämmerung teilt dein lieber Strahl und freundlich zeigst du den Weg aus dem Tal. O du mein holder Abendstern, wohl grüßt ich immer dich so gern. Vom Herzen, das sie nie verriet, grüße sie, wenn sie vorbei dir zieht. Wenn sie entschwebt dem Tal der Erden, ein selger Engel dort zu werden. So I'm here talking to Clemens Posselt about Odu mein holder Abendstern from Tannhäuser. And I wanted to concentrate on this NG sound because it kind of happens a lot in this piece. So ich wollte um dieses NG klang am Ende den Wörter sprechen. Yeah. So right in the first sentence we have two NGs at the end of words. Direkt im ersten Satz mm -hmm. haben wir die. Die Worte Todesahnung und Dämmerung. So, am Ende eines Wortes, at the end of a word, wir werden den G einfach nur schlucken, oder? We just, we nur just wie say, ein Todesahnung. Es ist ein mm. Und es gibt keinen K-Klang, es gibt kein, kein, kein G oder kein K oder noch schärfer. Es bleibt also Ahnung, Dämmerung, ganz weich hinten yeah. im Rachen. So, there's no K, there's no G, it's just mm. in, in international phonetics, it's actually an N with a little hook at, on the right at the end of it. So we see this, wir sehen das auch aber in uh, Verben, when it's in the third person singular, a verb can have like verlangen. Verlangen, das Wort verlangen, da ist es genauso wie bei Dämmerung und Todesahnung, aber wenn ein T hinten dran ist, muss man das natürlich noch etwas sprechen, also verlangen oder verlangt, verlangt. What he said is, uh, in, a, in a word, in a verb like verlangen, when we have it in its regular infinitive form, verlangen is still just that ng sound with no actual g or k. And when the t in the third person singular, when we get that t at the end of it, you still don't say a k. It's still just going straight from verlangt, right? So it just goes yes. from that, that ng sound to a t yes. with no yes. g. Yes, verlangt. And the same is uh, bangen mm -hmm. in the third person, bangt, bangt. And actually, we we do have in the last sentence in the aria proper, we have we have a word with that ng in the middle of the word. Ein selger Engel, Engel. Yeah, so you can hear that there's no g. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I always come back to the the German fing, finger and finger. Yes, like finger, finger. Engel und davor ist das Wort seliger. And right before the in, word Engel in Abkürzung is... heißt eigentlich seliger. Mm -hmm. Seliger in Kurzform, Shortform, seliger. 
Selger Engel. Yeah, so you can hear that Selger was originally Seliger with an mm. I in the middle of it, right? Mm. Mit, mit einem I mittendrin. Yes. Mm. But when it's when, it, when it's uh, with the the apostrophe is actually the contraction then of that. So mm. it's just to get rid of a syllable. Mm -hmm. Ein Seliger Engel. Yeah, so it's it's tough not to say that G in Engel after Selger mm. because mm. your tongue really wants to go ja, Selger Engel. Auf ein Deutschen nicht so einfach. Yeah. Muss ich konzentrieren. <laughs> <laughs> Even for Germans, he says it's not so easy. You have to concentrate. Mm. Also wichtig ist ein Selger Engel, ein schön langes E zu singen. Yeah, it's it's important that that E of Selger, that first one, is a long E mm. sound. Mm. Eigentlich sind, wird das auch mit zwei E's geschrieben im Deutschen, ne? Seele, die Seele. Ja, Und, ja bloß das, das Verb selig ist natürlich dann mit, mit einem E, aber es bleibt lang. Ja. Seliger Engel. Actually, the noun is spelled with two, two letter E's. So, Seele, dies, der Seele, where is it? Der Seele, der Seele we, da ist es, genau. we have that in the recitative genau, part. Genau. And then this is the adjective that goes along with it, selig. But when it's selig, then we don't spell mm. the two e's. We just leave it with one. Mm -hmm. So in this sense, this selger is actually that z the the regular word would have been selig, mm. and this is a, this is the masculine form. And because it's intervocalic, then seliger, selger, selger, genau. As opposed to selig, genau. Uh, another thing I wanted to ask you about: we have the prefix ent in a couple of words. We have these. Prefix ent. Genau. And in uh, at the in that same last sentence, wenn sie entschwebt, we have t because it's there's a tsch in the mm. middle of the word. Usually, tsch is ch, like in the word Deutsch. Mm. But in this case, the t belongs to the prefix, right? Der um, T in diesem Sinn ist nicht ein Teil von SCH. Nein, es muss, es muss vorher gesprochen werden. Wenn, wenn das Wort langsam gesprochen wird, dann ist mehr Zeit, das T zu sprechen. Aber wenn man es schneller spricht, dann nur kurz ansprechen. Also wenn ich das Wort langsam spreche, entschwebt, dann kann ich es gut artikulieren. Aber wenn ich es schneller spreche, entschwebt, dann wird es zwar ausgesprochen, aber nicht mit dem SCH zusammen. Mm -hmm. Ent, entschwebt. So the, the T actually belongs to the first syllable, entschwebt. If, and if there's time, if it's slowly, slow enough, you can actually say entschwebt. And even, you had said before, maybe even actors, Schauspieler, Would, genau. would do that genau. to wenn, really wenn man es auf der, auf der Bühne groß im, im Forte sagt oder, oder äh, ganz prononciert herausspricht, dann kann man sagen, wenn sie entschwebt. Ja. Das ist so, so deutsche Bühnensprache, kann man entschweben. Ja. So, also wie eine äh, kleine Hymne im Wort. Ja. Ne? So. Aber wenn man es äh, normal rezitiert oder, oder vielleicht auch singt im Zusammenhang in einer Arie wie in diesem Fall, dann äh, wird das kleiner, das T. Natürlich. Yeah. Und auch die Trennung zwischen T und SCH auch kleiner. Ja. Yeah. Aber so, es wird nicht ganz aufgelöst, die Trennung. Ja. Yeah. So, what he says is, in real stage, huge stage German language, you might be able to say entschwebt, just to be very slow and emphatic. But in normal conversation and, and in an aria like this, it can be smaller, and because of that, The T becomes smaller, entschwebt, mm. so that the N, the T is almost 
imploded mm -hmm. rather than exploded, but mm -hmm. still not part of the CH, uh, the SCH. And the same thing with Entsendest? Ich denke, ich denke ja, dass das gleiche Ent... Das ist fast noch schwerer, das Wort auch von Deutschen. <lacht> dein sanftes Licht ent... Dein sanftes Licht entsendest du. Ja, das ist ein bisschen schwerer, weil das S danach folgt und nicht, nicht das SCH. Entsendest du. Ja. Well, and this S, I think the hardest thing is that this S, because the word itself is senden with mm -hmm. a voiced, a stimmhaftes S, mm -hmm. and then the prefix comes to it, this S also gets stimmhaft, gets voiced. And mm sendest, -hmm. and then you have that T with an actual phonetic Z letter mm -hmm. after it, and sendest. Mm -hmm. das, das gilt natürlich alles, wenn man es wirklich rezitiert. Aber wenn, wenn ich es in der Arie singe, dann mm -hmm. ist wieder der Fall etwas anders. Ne? Yeah. Dein sanftes Licht entsendest du. Das muss man ja dann sehr legato und ohne Break dazwischen mm -hmm. äh, singen. Dann, dann wird es doch sehr zusammengezogen. Entsendest du, dann ist es ein Ding. Entsendest du. Okay, so in das ist doch so ein bisschen wie Z oder so ein bisschen doch entsendest du. Okay, when you sing it to keep the legato because of the way the line goes, you would actually connect them and you could almost connect them a little bit like a Z, so that you like the German Z, which is a TS sound. So entsend, you still have to get that voiced S in there, but more entsendest, a little more of the implosion again rather than the explosion. Ein bisschen mehr implodiert anstatt ent. Genau, ausgesprochen. Genau. Muss dann mehr innen bleiben. Genau, yeah. Genau, yeah. And actually, as we were going through this, I noticed a couple of little things. The second word of the whole song, Todes, Todesahnung. And there we get the glottal, the glottis, Aha. mittendrin eines Wortes, right in the middle of the word, Ahnung. because it's a compound word. And again, we had seen this in, wir hatten das auch gehabt in in Papagenos Aria, Liebes Liebestäubchen oder Yeah, I can't remember the words. Genau, where the, where the words actually comes together. So mm -hmm. this Todes is an unvoiced, a stimmloses S, mm -hmm. because it's Anung des Todes, right? Die Anung des Todes. Also Anung ist das Substantiv. Yeah. Ne, und, und also ein zusammengesetztes Hauptwort. Yeah. Die Anung des Todes. Wie Todesahnung. Und deswegen muss man das Anung quasi nochmal neu ansprechen. An yeah. Etwas mehr. Ne? Yeah. Meinst du das? Ja, yeah, exactly. Ne? exactly. Ne? So the... Also nicht Todesahnung. Ne? Exactly. Es wird oft so gesungen, dass man vielleicht das mehr so eine Liaison macht, wie, wie im französischen oder italienischen, glaube ich, manchmal. Exactly. Ne? Und das ist aber hier Todesahnung, so dass man es ein bisschen trennt, das yep. ist vom A. Ne? So what he's saying is that Ahnung is basically the noun and Todes is the part that comes together with it, but because it's the, the foreshadowing, the thought of death, Todes Ahnung, it does need to be slightly separated. You can't voice that S in the middle of the word and run mm -hmm. it together. And that's gilt auch für die Arie, wenn man singt. Auch wenn genau, genau. The same das habe hab ich gerade gedacht, dass man, dass man halt das A bei Ahnung ein bisschen neu ansprechen muss, ne? ohne, ohne eine große Trennung zu machen vorher. Also nicht Todes Ahnung, sondern wie Todes Ahnung. Man muss einfach das A aktiv Yeah, so yeah. what he's saying is that, that it doesn't have to be completely separated from the part before right. it, but that if you think of the A as being a new start, Todes Ahnung, mm -hmm. then you get the legato line still with the separation of the two words. Genau, genau. Mm -hmm. We have again the superlative form, and lieblichster. Lieblichster. 
And there, that S in the middle of the word won't be like an ST, it would be Stern, Abend, Stern. Ach so, ja, ja. Also, wie, wie, also die, die Steigerungsform, also die exactly. höchste Steigerungsform von Lieblicher. Es gibt Lieblicher, Lieblichster. Exactly. Lieblichster. Der Sterne. Sterne ist Sterne, like Sch. Ne? Und Lieblichster muss yeah. man das ST yeah. äh, für sich sprechen. Exactly. So in Lieblichster we have that superlative. And there again, just like in all the other words we've seen with superlatives, Lieblichster is ST, but Stern is the big long squiggly S. And that even works. When it's put, mm -hmm. when it's a compound word, just like Todesahnung, we have Abendstern. Ja, Holder Abendstern, Abendstern. And would you again? Would you implode the T of Abend? Würdest du das implodieren eher als Abendstern? Abendstern. Ich würde das nicht so, also in der Arie nicht so viel explodierend. Nur Abendstern, so als Durchgang. Ja. Als Durchgang. Also nicht, wenn ich es rezitiere, natürlich Abend. Abendstern dann ein bisschen explodieren lassen, yeah. aber in der Arie auch nicht viel. Oh du mein Holder Abend, Abendstern, yeah. Abendstern. Yeah. Das ist wirklich dann mehr ein D und nicht so viel T. Abendstern, das, das ist, ist auch nicht die, die Stimmung der Arie und, und äh, right. zerstört die Linie zu so sehr. Ja, yeah, so not too much T. If you were declaiming this, you could mm. say Abendstern. But in this aria, it doesn't doesn't work with the mood, with the mm. mit der Stimmung, with mm. the mood of the piece. It doesn't go along with it. So you want to keep it as legato, as soft as you can. Das Wichtigste ist das T bei Stern. Das hört man ja dann. Und, und vorher ist, darf kein T sein. Abendstern. Man darf nicht Abendstern. Das yeah. Ist too much. Zwei T's hintereinander. Yeah, so we, yeah, so the important one is actually the second T, Stern. And so maybe not too much of the first one, so that the second one really comes out. Otherwise, it's too much. Hier mal sehe ich wohl grüßt ich immer kommt danach. Ja. Da hört man auch oft wohl grüß ich immer dich so gern. Wäre ja auch möglich. Wohl grüß. Das heißt aber wohl grüßt ich immer dich so gern. Da ist das T wirklich auch ein bisschen wichtig. Wohl grüßt ich immer dich so gern. Das ist eine andere. Zeitform. Yeah. Quasi, ne? Well, we're talking about the three words right after Abendstern in the Aria proper, and he's saying that he, you sometimes hear wohl grüß ich without a T, but in this case there actually is a T and it changes the verb tense. It's the Vergangenheitsform. Ne? Yes, the also past. It makes it the past. Wohl grüßt ich immer dich so gern. Da kann man auch im Singen auch ein T noch sprechen. Ja, yeah. und dann mit Glottis. And so you, there's time to say the T. And then do you want a Glottis after the Glottal after that or no? Wohl grüßt ich. Ich glaube nicht. Nee. nee. We focused a lot on the prefix ENT and whether or not to say the T at the end of it. Just as we heard with Nadima Shantaf and Oliver Ringelhan in Auch Kleine Dinge and Tamino's aria, with the word Entzücken, we don't really need to spit out that T or even separate it in most cases. This prefix is very common and we'll see it often in words like Entdecken, to discover, Entfliehen, to escape or flee, Entführen, to kidnap or abduct, and Entscheiden, to decide. I also found it really interesting to talk about the NG in the third person singular verbs, verlangt and bangt. It's a question that I haven't ever really thought about before, but again, this is a form that comes up over and over again. In fact, I was just coaching a friend on Hansel from Hensel und Gretel yesterday, and on about the fourth page, 
Hensel says, Jawohl, das klingt recht schön und glatt. And her first instinct was to say, klingt. But remember that there should be no K or G sound. Just go straight from the N with the tail to the T. Klingt. Hensel has a few of those NG combinations in the first scene. Hungertuch benagen. And in the dance with Gretel, he sings mit den Fingerchen. These two examples are tough not just for Americans, but for foreigners who speak English well, too, because we say hunger and finger. So keep in mind that the German NG is pronounced like singer. No hard G. And that's it for today's show. If you want to find out more about Mirko Roszkowski and Clemens Posselt, or if you have any questions or comments for me, Ellen Rissinger, please visit the blog at thedictionpolice.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please go to iTunes and give it a high rating so that more people can find it and benefit from it. Remember that next week's episode will be totally non-diction. Instead, we'll be talking about studying and working both in America and Europe with Stephanie Woodling Bucher, James Martin, and Tim Oliver, all singers who have been living in Germany for a few years. After that, I'll be taking a summer break and start back up again in August. Thanks for listening and see you next week. Bye.